quiz time. Hey everyone, how are we going? Some of you are going well, that's good. Um, that's great to hear. If you don't know me yet, my name is Andy and I lead all of the Year 7 boys. Um, yeah, but tonight I have the privilege of breaking down and speaking into God's Word for us all. Um, but before I do, let me pray, because knowing um, none of this comes from me, but all from God. So please pray with me. Heavenly Father, um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak into your Word tonight. Um, Lord, I pray that I'll be speaking clearly and truthfully into your Word. Um, Lord, I pray that tonight we will have our hearts and eyes fixed on you. Um, Lord, I also pray that tonight's message will cause change for you. Amen. Cool. Well, before we get stuck in the passage, I have a sharing question. It should be on the screen. When are two or more people better than one? Or what are some scenarios where two people are better than one? Um, chat with the people around you. I'm keen to hear what you guys come up with. Um, chat the small groups. When are two or more people better than one. And then we'll come together and quickly share some ideas. Two people are better than one. Okay, so everyone has ten dollars each, and there's two people, and then there's one person, and I see an ice cream truck, and the two people have twenty dollars all together, so they get more ice cream than the one person. But then you share between two. That's true. So ten dollars per person, put together, you make twenty, and you get more ice cream. Makes sense. Yeah, but then you have to share between two people. When you're playing a two-player game. Yes. Classic. Need two people to give it. Ah, uh, two more. When you're lifting a dead body. Yay! I mean, yeah, I guess so. Last one, last one, last one. Cheating on exams. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> Easier with two people than one. Alright. Um, yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, we're going to dive into the passage. We're going to be looking at a similar idea um, about how mercy from the Lord drives gospel partnership. Um, but first, we should work together to define what gospel partnership actually is, um, to hear about it. So my first point, what is gospel partnership? Um, to help us understand this idea better, can I please get two volunteers to help me out for a quick science experiment? So... So, being a man of science myself, we're going to do a quick science experiment. I have sorry, an object, and so I'm going to give it to you. 
and I've got two, uh, some strings. So I'm going to give you two one piece of string and you're going to have to balance that object on one piece of string. What? What do you reckon is going to happen? Do you reckon they can do it? It's going to fall off. I reckon they can do it. Oh no! Oh. Try one more time. It's gonna be level. Is this actually possible? I don't know if it's possible. Okay, I don't think you can do it. Quite proven, you can't do it. You can't do it. No, no, you can't do it. Game over. But I have more string now. Oh, oh, okay. Take all this string while I'm scrolling. And now you have to try and balance it off. Um, okay, so in my mind this worked really well. When I practiced this before, it did not work very well. But, okay, next stands to the whole crowd can see. Who's down there with that piece? It's not going to work. If it doesn't, it's the same thing. Oh no. It's the same thing. Oh no! So, thank you guys. You guys can take a seat. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh. It works. Nice okay. I know uh, that might seem simple, but this demonstrates the point so effectively. Um, when there is one piece of string, the object won't be able to balance. Um, it will fall. But when there were multiple strings supporting the one thing, it was able to balance much easier. It was able to balance much easier. Um, but this is also seen in gospel partnership. When there's only one person, or even no one there to support someone um, in their gospel walk, they can easily fall off track. Uh, this is seen in the passage here that we just read. So read with me from verse 15. You know that everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including Phygelus and Hermogenes. The fact that Paul mentioned these two people specifically is probably because they were previously known as uh, strong Christians. So the good deposit that we heard about last week, it's still rejected. They're not captivated by the mercy from the Lord. Gospel partnership, or in other words, partnership in the gospel, is having the same mission of Jesus and working towards that together. This should be a verse on the screen. Um, that is to work hard for the Lord in order to receive what we do not deserve. That is the mercy that we need from the Lord on that day. Uh, in contrast to Phygelus and Hermogenes, we hear of another person, one Cyphorus. And this brings me to my next point. Why do we do gospel partnership? So let's read together verses 16 to 18. Why do we do gospel partnership? May the Lord show mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, because he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well how in many ways he helped me in Ephesus. So as we've just heard, this man called Onesiphorus was not like the others. Um, we hear of his efforts in searching for Paul, um, despite Paul being in Roman prison at the time. Um, in doing so, this refreshed Paul. Gospel partnership should bring about refreshment. Okay, 
Now I'm going to go into depth about Paul, um, about his living conditions in this prison that he's in, and I'm going to try and make us really understand um, the magnitude of one Cephas' actions. So Paul was in the prison in Rome. The delays in the court procedures meant that they were usually overcrowded. It was unheated and sleep was almost impossible on the hard stone floor with no bedding provided. Paul would have been wearing heavy iron chains, probably linked to the other prisoners um, to prevent anyone escaping. The iron and sweat mixing caused the chain to rust. It would rub against Paul's skin, causing his flesh to rot. The constant noise of chains clanging together and dragging along the stone floor was excruciating and was another factor that prevented sleep. Food was barely enough to sustain life, and it was also the prisoner's own responsibility to arrange. But Paul was cut off and alone in Rome. There was no water meaning that the prisoners were filthy and unrecognisable. The dirt was caked on, and their beards and hair were overgrown. These prisoners were not only associated with execution in the prison, but there was also frequent death from disease and even suicide. The prisons were windowless, meaning that they were airless and unhygienic, and no light was coming in. This was how Paul was living at that time. And yet, still one Zephyrus searched hard until he found him. He was looking for an unrecognisable man who was amongst thousands of other unrecognisable men. He had performed a heroic work of love for the sake of gospel partnership. Guys, if this isn't true gospel partnership, then I don't know what is. How many of you, if you saw someone in prison, caked in dirt, covered in hair, smelling like urine, spit and filth, how many of you would want to walk up to that person? How many of you would say, oh, hey John, or hey Stacy, I've been looking for all over for you, how have you been? Or maybe you would turn a blind eye, um, you pretend you didn't know them, you don't want to be associated with someone like that and you quickly walk away. I think realistically for me, as much as I don't want it to be, it would probably be the latter. Uh, we do gospel partnership because we are unashamed of the gospel or the suffering or persecutions that someone may be going through. And it reminds or it refreshes us with the mercy from the Lord that is to come. So what does this look like for us? My third point. Well, at junior high and even the church as a whole, we are in gospel partnerships with missionaries. Um, even next week, we are meeting our new missionary called Rebecca, who will be going overseas to talk about the gospel. So it would be great if she was in our thoughts and prayers. Um, and it'd be great if we could actually voice that to her when we meet her next week. Because um, what refreshing effect does it have for her if she doesn't actually know that we are thinking of her? Um, but thinking even more practically at junior high, how can we be in gospel partnership with one another? Well, remembering that gospel partnership should bring about refreshment, how about we create an environment where people can come and be in fellowship with one another, uh, with a common love for our Saviour Jesus Christ? Keep in mind that there are also some of you who don't come from Christian households, 
Um, so this may be the only place where they are surrounded by Christians. So how can we best be caring for them? Some of you go to different schools, or a lot of you go to different schools. Um, so how can we create a gospel partnership fueled by mercy from the Lord to be encouraging one another as one big community here at Junior High? I remember a few years ago when I was studying at UTS, I was part of a Christian Bible study. Um, uni was quite a hostile environment, and yes, coming from Covey, I had always been surrounded by my Christian friends. So this environment was new for me. Um, I felt a lot of weight being a Christian, trying to stand out and be different. So going to and being a part of this Christian group made me feel genuinely encouraged and refreshed. and something that I looked forward to each week. I could be myself and I could have no fear of judgment. Even when I was planning this talk with Josh Hayward at a cafe last week, we were chatting and then this random older lady came up to us and she said she was a Christian and she said that she thinks what we were doing was great. Like, it was weird, but it was genuinely still super encouraging at the same time. And this is partnership. In a world that is so strange and unfamiliar to us, it is so, so encouraging to see a familiar face, a familiar member of God's family. I understand that everyone here is different, and we have our own chains or struggles. So I'm going to leave it for you and your discussion groups to chat about and discuss how to um, best be in gospel partnership with one another as your youth groups. Um, but remember, from the string science experiment at the start, the more strings that someone has supporting them, the easier it is for them to develop. But then, if the strings get spread up too thin, and someone finds themselves having no strings under them, they are going to fall. So let's be in gospel partnership with one another here at Junior High, fueled by the undeserved mercy that comes from the Lord, because we need to have mercy from the Lord to have mercy from the Lord. Please let me pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we all have the same gospel to love and live out. Lord, I ask that junior high will be a refreshing environment for all of us and a great place to end our weeks. Lord, we pray for Rebecca as she prepares to go overseas and to speak your word faithfully, that she will feel loved, encouraged and refreshed through the partnership in the gospel she has with us here at home. I ask that this gospel partnership will be fueled by the mercy that comes from you, the mercy from you on that day.